Greetings, dear ones. I am Cryon of Magnetic Service. So last night was the teaching. It was complete. And the teaching of this evening will come from you. For those things that you wish to know that are appropriate for me to answer. And before we do, before I call on the first question, I just want to review something with you. The love of God is absolute. It's always there. There's no way it can be tempered. There's no way you can remove it. You can't make God mad. You can't even really disappoint us. We see you in this cauldron of energy. Searching for what is there. And in that there is so much appreciation. And we've said it so many times, it's why we, we wash your feet in honor. It's a symbol, it's a metaphor of the highest of the high, as you would see it, stooping and bowing their head to you. Why would we do such a thing? And I will say, because the creator inside is us. We look at the family. The veil between us is, is thick, always has been. It's beginning to lift slightly. And everything you've been told the last three days is how to lift it even a little more. God does not go away because you're mad at God. God does not retreat because you don't believe in God. God doesn't go in the other room when you want him to. Because the family is like that. It hangs on to you. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter where you go, 100% always there. Unconditional, 100%. And when you push on the door to the higher self, that, that portal across the veil, a hand comes toward you and offers you to take it. That's who we are. That's who we are as we answer these questions, not the big authority in the sky. A brother, a sister, who will listen to the questions and in all fairness and all appropriateness give you what we can without violating any of the rules of free will, free choice and those things which you must know and find out yourself. May we have the first question.
Ryan, can you speak more about the Merkaba and mining the Akash? I'd love to. Congratulations for being the one in the hot seat. The last seat to fill up is always number one. <laughs> the human Merkaba or Merkaba metaphorically has been derived from that which Elijah created. For it is a Hebrew word to ride, to be contained in, to go. Elisha saw this, this vehicle in his vision and metaphor that Spirit gave him pulled by three horses. There is the three, the catalyst. It's the catalyst for humanity, the three. You sit in the year of 2010. That's a three. It is important that you understand that these things that we speak of are all about your self-awareness and the Merkaba is becoming discovered. It is the field around multidimensional DNA. That's what it actually is. It is you, the quantum portions of you, the multidimensional portions of you in a field that surrounds you. And I can't even move to mining the Akash, which is a second question of one. <laughs> we noticed. Before I give these comments, it is in discovery. The patterning of it, that is to say the sacred geometry of it, has been identified, it is profound, it is the same yesterday as today, it does not change. And the one who identified it and gave you the geometry is the one we call Dranvelo. He is the one. And that is his gift. And it's profound. Now, the one who saw the functionality of it and saw the lattice around it is the one who fell in love with herself. It is the teacher, Peggy. It is all about the study of that sacred Merkaba, the vehicle you ride in, which is God. Your discovery, how to work with it. Second part. Inside the multidimensional layers of the DNA is that which is your Akashic record. It belongs to you you are now starting to vibrate higher. And in that you become closer to the higher self. In that you become closer to the guide sets. In that vibratory increase that you are experiencing, you are truly lifting the veil slightly. You're becoming 
more quantum. And in that experience, the Akashic record, which has only been a record in the past, becomes a storehouse available to tap, to mine. And it is not mineable in a linear way. You can't decide what part of it you need. You can't decide to reach into the 99th lifetime and pick up the skinny one, you know. You don't think I thought you were doing that? This multidimensional DNA has no structure. Chemically, it is random looking. And so it is all together as one. And what you are doing is addressing your cellular structure. You're giving it information. You're giving it instructions. You're actually demanding to it. Bring forward that which I have lived, that which I have earned, that which I need now and have already experienced. Bring it forward to this lifetime and gradually through the regeneration of cells, put it upon me now. Perhaps it's a peaceful countenance. Hmm. Perhaps it's the oratory you need, which is what my partner asked for. Perhaps the poet, the musician, it's there. And it goes against the rule that said that you are defined by your genes. You will say, well, they've told me in art school I can't even draw anything. What about the artist in you? You start bringing it forward and these things begin to happen. And what does that tell you about you changing you? More importantly, it's not about the artist or the poet or the orator. It's about human personality traits. That is to say, you want to, you want to eliminate drama. You want to eliminate fear. Are you tired of being afraid? Go get the warrior. But the DNA will choose. That which is innate knows what you need. And so it is you in a partnership with your own Merkava pulling on the things that it knows you need to raise your vibration and move to a higher level. Next question. Cryon, we've uh, learned that um this week that our frontal cortex is the seat of our consciousness and that we have a lot of functions that are subconscious and those uh, subconscious experiences while, while we were growing up have um, embedded uh, patterns that are uh, behaviors in us what do you see the best the very best way to remove the negative uh, programming from the culture and from the family so that we may be more able to achieve our desires and goals and higher consciousness more quickly. Blessed is the human being who says, how can I find the creator inside? Blessed are you for a fine question. You have identified parts, the places, the pieces. You have slapped names upon them so that you can have concepts. 
of what is active, what is not active, what is working well, what is not working well. And all of it is beginning to show a picture, is it not? That you can reprogram that enormous part of you that the good doctor who stood on the stage a moment ago said that unconscious which seems to permeate who you are through experiential environmental energy and that's what it is it's energy the energy of what has happened around you places itself in that part of your brain the receptors see it it stays there as the way you are supposed to be the way other humans are supposed to be it sets up A and B reaction you do one thing you expect another it sets up that part of the human being which when they are offended and when they're mad wishes to lash back that's experiential you're seeing it's a setup and you have believed all of these years that it is permanent it is you and for 21 years we have been asking you and telling you that all you have to do is start to reprogram it and you are asking dear one what's the best way to start and the answer is what we have said before and it's so basic but it's so real even mentioned on the stage what is your perception personally of what you think about all of this talk it's not how to do it the question has has more important more the question is can you do it do you believe what we're saying and that is part of the consciousness of the unconscious that is to say as you believe you become you start erasing the old patterns as soon as you start freeing yourself the ones you think are permanent and so start with this start with the belief that is to say whatever it takes for you and whatever your path is are you an intellectual are you not what is your personality what what makes sense to you that will work for you to start a process of belief and here is something you're going to understand when when my communications come out in the next book there is part of your DNA that sees intent to believe and it's called the belief layer it's a tool within your consciousness that helps you to understand what that perception is of belief you've got help so here's the answer to your question believe it, it is rewritable believe that you can create a new human being and call
call upon the innate in your own body than to enhance the belief for that tool is there. You start the process and over a period of time, suddenly you'll start feeling it. It'll become you. You'll own the truth. It is not something you have to study. It is not something you, you have to repeat over and over. It is not a mantra. You don't have to convince yourself. It is going to occur as you unwrap the onion of negativity and disbelief. And it's yours. Every one of you. It's what we study together that is possible for the human being. Begin the process of intent to believe that you can change you. Nothing in there is permanent. Next question. Thank you for your loving messages. I have a question. The uh, oil spill and the seemingly disruptive events that have happened recently, um, can you make some sense of it? Do we need to send healing energy to it all? Is it just part of the upheaval changes? Thank you. Thank you. You love the earth, don't you, dear? permeates you. You cry in the night for what has happened, don't you? There is an unspoken rule. Humans have free choice. Humans learn <laughs> by disaster, don't you? <laughs> it's too bad. There isn't a little more forethought. What has taken place has no grand spiritual significance. Nothing was done to you. You are not a victim of anything. You just learned about the responsibility of what you're doing. It's a two-part question. Ask in one part. Let me give you some information that you need to know. Humanity has decided to drill for the commodity that they need, and they need it for now. And that is free choice. In the pristine oceans of this earth, they were aware of the difficulty. But now you're starting to see something going to give it a phrase that you just heard. The dinosaurs are crashing. The old paradigm that says do it inexpensively. Do it so that nobody knows exactly what you're doing. The very reason for it when it is traced back to why there was an explosion will be because there were shortcuts. The very explosion on the oil rig could have been prevented had saner environmental minds followed instructions. And now you have a disaster. 
I'm going to make a statement that has been made before, and I will say this and give you some suggestions for it. And this is the statement: If you're going to, if you're going to drill for oil, then you should have the wherewithal to fix things at 7,000 feet, or you shouldn't be drilling. And that would be then what? Responsible. There's an unspoken thing taking place now that you're not being told. Science has provided at least three what they call blowout protectors in every single well ever drilled. They just discovered something. They don't work. Over time, something happens to them. And they're difficult, if not almost impossible, to replace. And the reason is because no one, no country, no company, no responsible entity, has decided to fund a fleet of repair vehicles that can operate at 7,000 feet. And yet, you could look at sunken wrecks that are very famous at 13,000. You can go down to 22,000. All the technology is there, and so I will put out a mandate to you, human beings. This is your own choice. For what has happened has happened for for no reason other than for you to see the potentials, the responsibility. It's time for the oil companies to pool their resources. And collectively build a specialized deep underwater vessel with the kind of equipment that can go to any well with this problem and fix it within a day. All of this exists. The technology is there. The design has even been made and rejected. All of this. So perhaps that will come to fruition, and when it does, then you'll know the whys. Perhaps. Now, the second part. You can collectively make this disaster less impactful on the planet, and you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Those of you who can stop earthquakes from happening and volcanoes from popping off. Can also change the consistency of oil, and what it does to sand and wildlife and humans and careers and businesses. Visualize the pristine beaches of the coast coming back far, far faster. Visualize. Human beings doing something that is out of the box, no one has seen yet. They're there. They're ready to make a cleanup far faster than you ever saw before. And when it's over, they'll look back on it and say, "It's a miracle we were able to do this. Who would have thought of that?" <laughs> Your concentrated visualization and thought for the Gulf. Will create, actually create, inventions that don't exist. 
all from that which is on the other side of the veil which is standing by to help those who ask. And if you didn't understand this, this is the simple part. See it done. There's a group of human beings I want to introduce you to. They were on the oil rig when it exploded. And they're here. And they're just fine, thank you. They've made their transition, and they're just fine. And they have a message for you. Make this count so it'll never happen again. Make this count. Human being of free choice, look at it closely. Do the right thing. Next question. Thanks for this opportunity, Brian. Today we learned again that we are all made by the same stuff and same energy. But recent events in this very state has once again divided our community based on their physical appearance, like immigration laws. I work with Latino and Latina youth and children and African Americans and blacks, and some of them are undocumented. What message can I bring to them after witness the fear these communities are suffering? On a time that we celebrate our humanity, we're still being divided. How can we help unite our people? And how can we remain in love and peace in front of social injustice of this experience? It's never changed, my dear. Compassion is the answer. And when those will gang up on you in an unfair way, perhaps because of who you are and how you appear to their perception, what will you do? Compassion. On your side, will do more than you know to affect what they do on their side. You tell your children to be compassionate with those who are not. You tell them that it may be difficult for a while, but that it has come to a head, has it not? Just like those things in the 60s came to a head when they needed to for another minority, it is your turn. And with compassion, you are watching something what we would call shake out and the dinosaurs are crashing. <laughs> Old energy thought must be reassembled at some level and some way. Don't be surprised if children make a difference in this. Now let me define children, those under 30. New leadership is coming to fruition that is looking at this and seeing its unfairness. They have answers that are good. Crying will not give you politics, for that is <laughs> the machinery of free choice. That's what humans do with humans. But I can tell you this, that new consciousness on the planet affects politics. Decisions that are made 
laws to be passed that are fair or not. Tell your children not to hate them. Tell your children, don't look at the unfairness of it. Look at the compassion. Change their minds by how you receive this. It's not easy. I just told you to do something that's very difficult to do. To stand and turn the other cheek. It's been the message since the masters gave this to you years ago. And it works. Blessed are you who have come in with this karma at this time to be part of this lesson, this shift. For when it shakes out, and when the answer is there, you will be able to sit back and smile and say, Now I know why I came. <laughs> Next question. Brian, a number of years ago I had the grace to be introduced to a course called Nature of the Soul, which works with the seven rays. And I'd like to know how the seven rays can be, I know how they can be used practically. How does it fit in? The answer is very well. <laughs> you were drawn to this. There are many protocols, there are many studies. There is much being given in these years, in the past 20 years, which would help compartmentalize a linear brain in order to help that which is literally part of the human chakra system. They may not call it that, but it is synergy work. You would not have been attracted to it had it not been valid for you. It is still valid. Humans together collectively are so linear they decide one modality is correct and that means all the others are not. <laughs> not understanding that they may all fit in to what different humans in different paths need that makes sense for them. Continue it. How does it fit in for you? Perfectly. In fact, I would encourage you to study the internal of it, that is to know more about it. Learn the workings of it. Apply it to you. You were drawn to it originally. It is a good thing. Next question. Cryon, for those of us who are grieving our loved ones who have transitioned, how best can we cope with this heartache? Thank you. got to change your perception. All they did was, all they did was transfer energy. Now listen, back to the original questions asked. If you begin to change that perception of death, the belief layer is going to help you to see the fact that these youth you've loved and are not here anymore have simply transitioned not to a place you can't get to, but to an energy you don't recognize. You want linear communication. They're not going to have that for you. 
But here's the truth. I want you to hear this. They're here. You know how I know that? Because their agreement was to attach part of them to you until you die. <laughs> your agreement with your children is the same. It is complex how this works. Part of the human spirit of the parents attach themselves to their offspring and vice versa, vice versa. Like the fractal, fractal geometry, it, it's all the way down, it's all the way up. Right now, as you exist, those you've loved and lost are with you. Now, as your perception changes, that is going to become more and more real so you can talk to them. So you can smile at them. And the idea that death is permanent will leave your consciousness and you can enjoy them for the rest of your life. There's no greater love than this, that a system would be in place that would comfort you. Grieve as you need to grieve. Cry for the loss of the three-dimensional creature who will never quite be here again in that form. And when you have grieved and when you have cried enough, they're going to be there in an energetic way to hold your hand and say, well done. Now let's get on with it. <laughs> and that's the truth. Blessed is the one in the audience who has lost a child. For the child is here. And the child has a message for you. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Not gone, but part of your consciousness. Mom, for the rest of your life. We wouldn't tell you these things unless they were true. Oh, what a system. Bigger than you think. Next question. Carlin, uh, we seem to always be referred to as Lemurians. Um, aren't there other seed groups that like the Arcturians? Thank you. There are many seed groups, for the Pleiadians seeded the entire Earth. We speak of the Lemurians the most, for their civilization lasted the longest. It was the most elegant, the most refined. It seeded more of the other civilizations than even the Octurian. That is why we, we rest so heavily upon the Lemurian energy. Being located in the middle of the Pacific Ocean isolated it from outsiders. This kept it pure. There is no, no other civilization that is that pure. And that is why we do what we do. We also will tell you this, that there are more Lemurians awakening than any other seated group at this time. And so there is then what we would call a Lemurian layer or two of the DNA. It does not slight the other seated groups. 
It simply gives honor to the one that was the purest and lasted the longest. Next question. We all fear your love, dear Cryon. Thank you. My question is this. Tell us more about the power of toning, the power of the crystal singing bowls, and the power of sound in shifting our reality. Thank you. A wonderful question for what has happened in these three days in this place. I sit before an elegant consciousness refined through many years many of you having sat through meditation watching the changes that are occurring you're starting to see a meld this meld was taught to you was shown to you was presented to you by the partner called Jan Years before there were those who would acknowledge the combination of the meditation power with an added accelerator of sound. For sound is vibration. Beyond what you hear in your ear, there are what we have called overtones. These tones, some of which are out of the range of human hearing, are beginning to meld with the increased vibration of your consciousness. That coming together creates an even greater accelerator in the power of meditative energy. Now, not just music, not just notes, but add then the Gaia factor, for the bowls come from the earth. <laughs> Now you have the sound that sings to you as the creator of the bull selects the elements from the ground that are going to then enhance this sound even further. Now you have human consciousness, you have the accelerant of sound and the Gaia factor. All three of them together, you have three. The catalyst. Last night we told you, one human being using these kinds of accelerators, these kinds of new tools, can do in 10 minutes what took 10 hours in the form of profound energy intent. It's why the bowl master is here at the right time, at the right place to enhance what has been taught through the toning. When human beings select to tone the same note together, it is even more profound. Just like when many human beings decide to intend to meditate together. So as they sing a certain note all together, the group that they are, the collection that they are, enhances this tenfold, a hundredfold. And you've known this from the beginning that there are strength in numbers. And in a multi-dimensional state, these strengths are more even than 
a log scale. That is to say, in mathematics, they are far, far grander and greater than just counting the bodies. What 12 people can do, 144,000 couldn't do 21 years ago. Hmm? Are you starting to get that? Now, the next step will be color. And Jan told you that too. Because light has vibration. All the colors of the rainbow coming together to make white. That's why the bowls are different colors, not just to match the elements of the planet but colored so that the actual vibration of the color combined with the sound combined with Gaia combined with the human consciousness will create a tremendous accelerator of meditative power hmm. next question high school teacher and my question is that how do we teach this information of quantum mind to um, th this youth in a linear education system eventually it'll be part of the lesson plan <laughs> and you will help put it there and you will start slowly and you won't have to say anything the children will know you respect them. And by your actions, they will see a friend. A respected adult teacher who is an indigo. But you knew that. And they will see the correlation, I will call it, between their consciousness and yours. And you will be able to teach these children without the authority of a lesson plan, simply in how you treat them within the linearity of what you're supposed to do. Hmm? What will be their reaction when you show compassion in the classroom, when you laugh and roll your eyes at some of the things that you're all doing together because you have to? <laughs> Make jokes about it if you wish. They all will. You will too. And you'll do it anyway. In other words, you become one of them without becoming one of them that would lose them discipline. It's not about discipline, dear one. It's about respect. You're not going to have trouble with children who respect you. You just aren't. And that is the answer to all the educators listening to this who already know it. The children look at you different, not as a teacher, but as somebody who knows what they're going through, who knows what they're thinking, and has compassion for it. And then they're in a safe place. They'll do what they're told, 
They'll walk through lesson plans that are linear and come out the other side with a conceptual consciousness of education because you showed them compassion. And that's a whole lot harder than it used to be. Next question. Well, this is a pretty big time for me right now. My question is, speaking for all of humanity, are we the gods that come from heaven down to the earth to make every earth a heaven to help it turn into star form? So you ask about the cycle, do you? Yes. <laughs> do you know there's a shaman inside you? I'm sorry? There's a shaman inside you. You don't even know it, do you? <laughs> Sometimes I think it, but now I don't know it. <laughs> Only a shaman would ask the question about the cycle that no one in the room really knows about. <laughs> you are a piece of the creation. You are a god from the sky. When you were the indigenous who walked the area, that's what you believed. And you carry this in your akash. It is true, you're part of the cycle. It is divinely blessed. You are divinely blessed. I want you to relax in these things for they are proper within you. I want you to breathe and know that you are blessed in all things. There is no reason for you to have any difficulty with this ever again. All things work in a circle and will continue to even when you're gone. Shaman, thank you. He asked for one more question. Oh, the shaman can do that. <laughs> but it's only one. Thank you. I would like to know how much of a part are the Palladians helping us here with our government and on this planet. Oh my. <laughs> I will answer as you take your seat. They watch you all the time, these Pleiadians. They are your sister brother race. They are in love with you. There is no agenda other than love. They are a graduate race. They have been planted the seeds of your spiritual consciousness from their own loins. 100,000 years ago it started. That's not very long, for humans have been here a lot longer. It called down the various types of human beings into one type. It sits in front of me. Only one type of human being on the planet, you're like almost no other 
mammal here. They all have variety. Not you. Not really. Your brothers and sisters watch you. They are multidimensional. They come and go from their system instantly. <laughs> Every once in a while you can catch a glimpse of them. Oh yeah, I'm going to talk about ETs. Okay. You ever watch them go from here to there in the sky instantly? Without making a noise, stopping instantly, going then back again. Doesn't look like they're in 3D, does it? Because they're not. There'll come a day when your vibration is high enough, when they don't have to hide in a mountain, <laughs> and they'll land and introduce themselves. And when they do, they're going to look a lot like you, a bit taller. And some of you have seen them. And when you do, don't be afraid, not of a Pleiadian. They are your brother-sister race, in love with you they are. Non-interference, but they watch. What a good question, Shaman. Final question. What suggestions have you for us to maximize <laughs> to increase our alignment with and to expand our planetary service at this time. Don't be so shy. <laughs> you use the word planetary service. Your perception may be different than mine. Your service to the planet is to pour your energy of awareness to the crystalline grid. That is your planetary service. And you might say, well, that's not what I really meant because I was thinking of um, my service to humanity. Hmm? That is your service to humanity. For the crystalline grid of this planet affects the vibratory rate of Earth itself. That awakens the masses. Do you understand how this works? The few affect the many through the process of the grid. Those who are awakening sit in front of me. Those are the ones who have the innate information. Many of them from those seed races like the Lemurian or the Octorian that would awaken as old souls because that which is in you, that which is in your Akash says, wake up, it's coming, wake up. The 2012 experience is already here in certain attributes. And that is to say this 26,000 year cycle, it's not gonna wait another few years for the fruition of the energy it's developing it's a very slow cycle you're starting to mush into the appropriateness of the vibratory changes now the 2012 experience that is the shift that is upon you called the galactic alignment as predicted has a fractal time attribute 
of the highest potential consciousness of the human spirit ever possible on the planet and you're awakening to it now you want to know what you can do for humanity awaken that's it hold your light lighthouse awaken fully work on yourself change your perception show compassion be less angry with those in an old energy that don't have that which you have see an overview of those around you and not necessarily how they act but the love of God the creator inside them can you see that first because if you can you're sending light right to the crystalline grid when you meditate with the sands, with the lights, with the bowls. That is an energy which is created and goes to the crystalline grid of the earth. It changes the masses. It awakens those who would not be awakened otherwise. Oh, it doesn't make everyone a new ager. <laughs> you know what it does? It creates a peaceful countenance. It makes someone more comfortable with their faith. Less drama, less fear. It enhances that the church experience for those who only want that. Every faith on the planet gets enhanced because God is there. Healings occur in the places you were told, perhaps as a child, in the box that you grew up in that healings can't occur in. Healings will occur everywhere God is. And the higher the crystalline grid vibrates, the more Gaia cooperates with the human consciousness. And you all end up awakening at whatever level is appropriate for your life. And all are enhanced. And the lighthouses, they stand on the rocks in the dark. A beacon to show the others that don't have the light yet where the safety of the harbor is. That's what you do. You do it at work and you do it in your family. And that's what you do for humanity. And that's what you do for humankind. That's why you're here. And some of you will write books and some of you will be healers. But the majority alone, often lighthouse keepers holding the light for humanity. And out with you will go all of those you've loved and lost. Parents that you thought were gone that have been with you from the moment they took their last breath. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, children, friends. Good friends. They're not here anymore, but they're here. They're in the room. They're laughing because they're saying, right on, you tell them, Kryon. It's about energy. How far dimensionally can you think? What can you see? There is so much more here than you're allowing yourself to feel. Can you feel it right now? The love of God is here. Multi-dimensional pieces and parts of you, your past lives, those you've loved and lost, are here 
all standing around right now in this room saying, listen to this, for this is the new humanity. Different ways of doing everything, including your finances. The dinosaurs are crashing. The old ways are coming down. And sometimes you've got to prune a tree and make it pretty ugly for it to come back more beautiful than it's ever been. Do you understand? Someday the waters will be more pristine all over earth no matter what accident happens because of what you do here. Because of what you allowed here. Because of the messages that have come forth even today. Because of how you are going to approach the love of Gaia. That's the message for today and you brought it. All of you brought it. I didn't control this one. I didn't decide what you were supposed to know, did I? And in the synchronicity of the randomness of the few questions that have been addressed, it is perfect for who is here. Leave differently than you came in and go blessed in a way you didn't expect. There's been three healings in this room tonight. Three, that's just tonight. I didn't tell you about last night, but then you knew about that, didn't you? <laughs> healings of the mind. Peace where there was no peace and understanding where there was no understanding. Lack of drama. Finally, at last, you know who I'm talking about. Isn't it about time, dear one, you had some peace over this? <sighs> Breathe, for we're holding your hand right now. You leave differently than you came. Blessed are you who have changed your perception of reality today. Hmm. And so it is.